0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is The Wealth Puzzle with Mike Mansfield and Tony Shore. Woohoo! Tony, Woo-hoo. thanks for being here, buddy. Yeah, great this to be here with you. an exciting day. The stock market is crashing. The world <laughs> is falling down. That's not true. It's it's all over. Well, what do you mean? I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the oh I was looking at the thing right now. It was uh down the NASDAQ's down over three percent right now.
0: Yeah, we're recording oh. this show on a Monday and the Nasdaq is uh what is it? It's uh it's down over six hundred points so far today.
1: Yeah. Oh the Dow is, yeah. The Dow. Yeah. The Dow.
0: The, the Dow down. is down uh yeah. over six hundred points and it's continuing to drop. I guess they call this a sell off. And again, this is where politics affect The stock market,
1: right? (laughs) Well, it is. It is. And we've talked about this so much over the years, about this relationship between information, financial information, statistical statistical information, economic information, and then emotions. You know, and that's Uh, what's tough is right now, we're in a trade war, right? The um, the president recently came out and announced another 10% tariffs on the remaining $300 billion of goods that weren't really actively being tariffed. Now, it's funny because mathematically, that 10% tariff, Tony, doesn't do a whole lot. Nobody was really, really that worried about it mathematically. Um, but what it does is it just keeps heightening this, this kind of big kid bully in the schoolyard, everybody's pushing each other event going on. And so Trump kind of did the next push, and China over the weekend said, man, what a jerk. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do? You guys got any ideas? I got an idea. And so what they did is they're somehow devaluing their currency now as their pushback, and boom, old stock market doesn't like that because now we're talking about uncertainty. We're talking about chaos and certainly emotions. And right now, even though the things that are happening aren't this like windfall of, economic loss and all this money is going to be lost the things weren't that significant it's just more this emotional event that the trade war it doesn't seem to be improving instead everybody just seems to be fighting more you know we got to get past the fight and then get to the therapist and see if we can get this marriage to work out yeah it's kind of where we're at
0: yeah it's tough it's very uh frustrating when things like this happen and they drastically affect the market one way or the other. Yeah. But uh again we're gonna see ups and downs. We know that.
1: Well and it's and it's relative. The, you know, the stock market, the Dow is down like five percent. Right. So now it's only up twelve percent this year, something like that, and the year's half over. Um you know, we're we're having a good solid year. Oh yeah. That it would take anything of insignificance to really kind of shake the the ground we're on because let's be fair. Um, you know, I mean the Dow is up, but the S and P was up about 20% at its high point. Now it's, now it's only up, you know, 17% or something still having a phenomenal year. But once again, a little pullback is okay. A little pullbacks are healthy. We haven't had a good, healthy pullback. Uh, we had a little one in May and now we're kind of back to all time highs kind of a thing. So we got to be patient. Earnings are coming in better than expected. Economic data is still reasonably solid. And that's where people lose sight. Remember our friend Jack Bogle that passed away in the beginning of the year. Any clue who that is?
0: Yeah. In fact, you told us about him.
1: Right. I did. He's the founder of Vanguard. Yeah. He, you know, he's the better part of 90 when he passed away. He was a billionaire. He's a very successful guy. But he was the founder. He was the inventor of indexed funds. Yeah. Um, Exchange traded funds. Low-cost investing at Vanguard was his whole thing that he brought to the industry. And I can so remember, Tony, those magical words that he said in February of 2016, a day like today when the stock market was down five 600 points, he said, stop following the stock market. Follow economic data. If the economics are reasonable, the market will always return to that. The market's going to be emotional in the moment. And so we have to do that. I mean, right now, the economics are reasonable. I mean, heck, a week ago, what happened with the GDP? Well, It came in higher again than expected. I mean, first quarter GDP, Tony, was at 3.1%. Second quarter was at 2.1%. Both of those were higher than consensus thought to be. Well, how can that be? I thought the world was falling apart. How do we keep having strong growth in our country? I don't know. It's crazy. Oh, wait, it's all economics. Yeah, it's economics
0: so, and Speaking of economics, Michael, what about the uh, Fed lowering the interest rate again for the first time since Well, the that's crisis?
1: a, God, that's, you know, the, ain't that the world's biggest debate? A quarter point reduction doesn't mathematically do a lot. So no, it's it more doesn't. emotional for the markets. Right. But at the same token, you still have to go back to the, the fundamentals of economics. Now, the Fed, when they talk, when President Powell is out talking, and what he says is, well, a lot of why we do this is based on uncertainty, uncertainty with the trade war, for example. And I get it. I can understand the relevance of that. So what they're saying is, is yeah, maybe if we just kind of trim the edges and soften things up and, you know, kind of make this a little more streamlined for the moment until we work through some of these rough patches, we'll be okay. I think what confuses me, though, as an end user of economic information, Tony, Yeah. is go back to the first quarter Fed meeting that we had in March this year. They said, hey, if we get GDP this year at 1.4%, we're not going to raise or lower rates. GDP came in at 3.1% after they said that a week later. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. so you look at some of that and say, well, wait a second. The Fed has already kind of attested to the fact that GDP is a reasonable indication of obviously growth in our U.S. economy. But break down GDP. What is GDP? Two-thirds of GDP is consumer spending. So why is GDP so strong? Consumers are spending money. Well, let's think. We got low unemployment, you know, historically low unemployment. We have wage growth up more again, year over year, and we have inflation low. Even though headlines, Tony, seem to imply that uh, this is an economy for the rich, which, you know, it's an economy for everyone. So yes, the rich are benefiting from it. But when you have wage growth go up, and inflation stay low. Do you know what happened, Tony? What? That's real money in a normal worker's pocket. Mm. Yeah. That's, low inflation, that's good. rising wage growth. That's huge. And so we have a strong consumer right now. That consumer is more than happy to get out and buy some stuff and go to Starbucks, even though they're not supposed to buy that $2 cup of coffee. Remember that's your like top cut your budget thing. Everybody's doing that stuff right now. And the consumer is strong. The consumer is happy. The U.S. economy, even though it's got some issues with with the global exposure, with the China mess, all of that kind of stuff. For the most part, it's still kind of humming along. And then we're right in the middle of earnings season. And as usual, earnings are mysteriously better than everybody said. Well, wait a second. I thought we were supposed to be falling off of some kind of economic cliff. (laughs) Oh,
0: Nice sound effects.
1: You like that? That yeah, was not like a black people. Old that Warner was Brothers that was human. Those are I paid I paid extra to get that guy in here to do that. Yeah,
0: that's awesome.
1: You know, so it's so it's tough because yes, stock market's down today. The stock market's been down for a week. It's off of its all time highs, and you know what? At the moment, so what? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's that's how I feel right yeah, now. Yeah, your
0: message the, your message to the listeners is don't panic.
1: Absolutely. Now, I do agree with the Federal Reserve in the respect that if the Trump if the trade war continues to escalate, then obviously that can create some additional problems and it, let's say it escalated this week, but hopefully escalation just means that everybody, you know, gets it out of their britches and gets back down to business to figuring this out. Remember, Tony, in your lifetime, my friend, there has never been a trade deal with China.
0: Yeah. Good and point. it's always
1: been business as usual. Mm-hmm. Now, the, now, so why is this different? The only reason this is different is because out of some basic desperation to have a trade deal with China, they have been accelerating all of these tariffs and all of that kind of stuff. And so that's kind of the curveball is in our whole lives, there's never been a trade deal. And we've always gotten by just fine. Why is this time different? And it's because of all these, we'll say, extraordinary measures that are going into trying to get the trade deal done. So hopefully that stuff quells. Hopefully we get on the better side of it. Hopefully uh, life is good, my friend.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think I think it is. I mean, obviously there are a lot of economic indicators, as you mentioned, that are in the positive. You know, uh, unemployment is low mm-hmm. and inflation is low. You know, people have money to spend. It seems uh, a lot of folks so. Those are good indicators. And then, of course, we touched on the bad, like the tariffs and the trade wars that can negatively affect things. But really, it's, it's companies and the strength of right. the economy and the performance of companies that are in the market, if you're talking about the markets. But, you know, not every asset should be tied to the market and at risk, right?
1: No, absolutely. Well, and that goes back to the bigger picture of what we do, right? A proper retirement income plan doesn't have all your money in the stock market. So if you are listening and you have a proper retirement income plan in place, you don't have to be that concerned anyways, because the assets tied to the stock market should be your long-term growth assets, not your tomorrow's income assets. And so if you don't have a retirement income plan, good golly, man, you need to call me. What's the number, Tony? Well, it's 805. No, I was trying to do your voice. I totally I totally flubbed that. Uh, But give us a call, 805-500-7035, 805-500-7035. If you don't have a proper retirement plan in place, if you don't know where your money's coming from, if you got too much exposure in the old stock market and all that kind of stuff, you need to call me. This is what we do. We can put this on paper. We can help you sort this all out. 805-500-7035. Also, you can visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And you better darn be sure subscribing for our our podcast. I I imagine you are since you're listening to this, but we got to. Well, yeah, obviously. (laughs) I don't know if I should be pitching the podcast anymore for our listeners. Well,
0: sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously they can find (laughs) it via your website and then they can still not be subscribed, but they should. Oh, that's true. They should make sure that if they're on Spotify or iTunes. Or they're not, they should go there and subscribe. And the buttons to go there for iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify are on the website that you're probably listening to the show on. And you then it. you can go there and subscribe to the show. Uh, you know, a lot of people listen to Spotify, and we're on there. If you search Michael Mansfield or, you know, the wealth puzzle, it'll come up. I agree yeah that's excellent and it's great that you're offering a complimentary consultation to our listeners you gave the number out and so we're gonna we're gonna continue our discussion now and really we've been talking about the markets Michael uh mm-hmm. is there anything else you wanted to talk about what's going on today are people uh, oh. continuing to panic and let their emotions rule their financial lives or ruin their financial lives I should say uh, how can we uh, refrain from that?
1: Well, look, it goes back to those those wise words of Jack Bogle is you need to find sound information to make decisions off of. If you're just going to be a stock market chaser, you're always going to be a stock market loser. And so you got to be careful with that because chasing it up and down is is a bad recipe. I mean, even though the stock market's down a lot today and it could go down a lot more, I personally bought a little bit this morning because of some technical indicators that I watched. And I said, oh, my gosh, this is this is too far, too fast. I got to, I got to put a little bit of tippy toe in the water deal. So even I bought a little bit, but Hey, look, there's a lot of things going on right now. I mean, one of the big things that's getting a lot of traction still is a still, still, what did I say? Still, um, is the inverted yield curve. Oh, you know, when, when treasury rates, when the short term treasury rates get above the long-term treasury rates, people say that that's a recession indicator. Well, you know, uh, Wells Fargo came out earlier this year and said that that is no longer linked up, you know, because of the age of stimulus that we're in. So we have to wonder how much that plays into it. But you know what it is, Tony, is it's the two-year and the 10-year. Those are the big kids that we look at. And the idea is, is the two-year treasury higher than the 10-year? And so right now, the two-year treasury trades at 1.6%, and the 10-year, which has been crashing lately, is at 1.76%. So at the moment, the two years below the 10-year. That's not an inversion, my friends. Mm. If those two invert and they stay inverted for six to nine months, boom, you might have a, a, a predictor on your hands. The problem is, is it hasn't happened yet. So we see all these headlines that make these comments. But then they don't validate it with the statistical support underneath. And that drives me nuts because, yeah, we do have some yield curve inversions with different metrics, but we don't have it with the one that they've historically used to even quantify this whole recession is coming event. Mm.
0: Yeah. uh, You know, there's a lot of naysayers and you never know. Obviously, what goes up must come down. Uh, Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's always that chance. What happened in 2000 and then 2008, uh, there will be another you know, drop or recession at some point. Um, There usually is. uh, So there usually is a bear market at some point. We've just been riding this high for a while.
1: It's totally true. Now, the benefit is though, like I follow an economist, uh, Brian Wellsbury, very, very noted economist. He calls the last decade where the stock market has come up a lot. You know, now we have the longest bull market of all time. He calls it the plow horse economy, and what he goes through is he goes through, even though the stock market has gone up for ten years, longest bull market ever, kind of a thing. It's been a very gradual growth bull market compared to historical bull markets, and so even based on that metric, it's kind of like the the healthy way. You know, if you're um, you know, if you're trying to uh, I don't know lose weight by eating better, you know, that might be the healthy way. Right. Whereas if you lost weight by starving yourself. And then you start eating again. Maybe you have some very volatile swings in your weight. Yeah. And so same exercise here is because the economy has grown at a very normal, healthy, slow pace over the last decade, he doesn't perceive this concept of a recession that everyone's scared of as being this overly critically scary thing. He thinks it's going to be a very gradual, shallow recession Mm -hmm. because the economy has grown at a much more healthy rate, which I, I think is very sound advice.
0: Yeah, that is good so, advice.
1: You know, I thought that that was very interesting. So thank you, uh, Mr. Wellsbury.
0: Yeah. woohoo! Yeah, well, yeah, we you always have great show. resources. I mean, from right. Vanguard to Wellsbury, that's good.
1: I know. I'm name-dropping Yeah, today, you are. This is good. You're a
0: name-dropper. You're Jeez, a name-dropper.
1: These are, these are all my friends. We were all at dinner last Sunday, <laughs> and this is what we talked about. The, so, um...
0: <laughs> so obviously, uh, the markets uh, can be people can go crazy trying to watch him, but you know, like, uh, you know, all the, yeah. all the wise people, uh, the Oracle of Omaha, for, you know, everybody that's in the markets that's been successful says, don't, don't watch the markets. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like the Vanguard yeah, guy. You follow, you
1: follow the economics. Yeah, uh, if The economics are good. Mysteriously things always work out.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well, and right now, that's good news then, because the economics are good. So far, well, it so is. good, yeah.
1: And, and one more thing, not to just overwhelm people with information, but one more thing that I, I'm a big advocate of that I've researched and I've followed and read about and whatnot is the secular bull market. The secular bull market is a long cycle market. See, everyone gets hung up on cyclical markets, you know, three months, six months, a year, two years kind of markets. Secular markets are 10, 15, 20-year markets. Ah. And if anyone cares about history, we entered our fourth secular bull market of all time back in 2013. After ending a 13-year period of the stock market going sideways and down. So that was a secular bear market. And every time that there's been a secular bear bull market in history, those markets have had rapid, long-term economic expansion for 12 to 17 years. So if that is true, and I could go into more detail about it, about how low inflation played into all of those and companies sitting on cash, there's a lot of metrics that benefited these time periods, which we certainly have. But based on that secular bull market argument with the history of investing, we're only halfway through Tony. Hmm. Uh, You know, this thing's just kind of getting going. Now granted secular bull markets have flat spots, they have recessions, they have all of that. But the bigger consensus is the market is moving up significantly over a period of time. Hmm. And if that's truly the case, I'll tell you what, bada bing, bada boom. That's kind of interesting.
0: That's very interesting. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's something to pay attention to. And But again, it's a balance. It's not all about being invested in the market, although that's important to have growth. You have to have some investments sure. that have growth or some of your retirement money needs to be attached to growth. And of course, most people have 401ks or IRAs, a retirement account like that. And those are all right. pretty much tied to the stock market in one way or the other, right?
1: No, absolutely. And that's why you got to be careful with this stuff is you have to have a plan. You need to have somebody that is giving you sound, non-emotional advice. Mysteriously non-emotional advice tends to make better decisions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. Anytime you let your emotions into <laughs> something at all, uh, right. it causes problems.
1: Oh, but it makes things more exciting. <laughs>
0: it, it does. Uh, that is true. Well, speaking of exciting, <laughs> uh, we just blew through today's show. Uh, yeah, we did. We're almost out of time. Is there anything else before we go that you want to add for the listeners? No,
1: look, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Give me a call. 805-500-7035. Whoops, I hit my mic. Sorry, everybody. Um, but what I will do is complimentary consultation. You come in. We can talk your situation. I will build a, a free, no cost, comprehensive retirement income plan. I will help you understand how to maximize your social security, where your income's coming from, your tax liability, all of that good stuff. You're also going to get a copy of my recent book, How Your Financial Planner Failed You, which I think is a very invaluable read for anybody who's nearing or just entered retirement. So don't hesitate to call 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. Come to our main website, thelindgroup.com. Remember, we're located smack dab in the middle of Ventura, California, right across the street from the Government Center on Victoria. You can't miss it it is awesome over here, Tony. So woohoo.
0: All right. That sounds great. And uh, wow, what an offer. I mean, no cost, no obligation. Set up that appointment, Michael. I know you'd love to talk to our listeners out there, Uh, but really that does it for today's episode of Wealth Talk with our host, Michael Mansfield of The Lind Group. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com.